More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome into the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. Third hour of the program are the remaining COVID rules just for the peasants? The left thinks so. The Democrats, the Biden regime, the Fauciites, you know, for the little people, right? I mean, not for important people. We've seen that all along. But here in New York, there's a new policy that will allow professional athletes to play again, which in some ways this is the right move, but it should be for absolutely everybody. What's going on here? Our friend Joe Borelli, city councilman from the great Staten Island, is with us now. Mr. Borelli, always a pleasure. Great, guys. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. So first, would you just tell us the the mayor is announcing today this new rule. What has been the problem for Kyrie Irving of the uh, of the Brooklyn Nets playing up to this point? What has the policy been? How is it going to change? Right. So the reason we're here even discussing this is because New York City is one of the few places on Earth uh, that still has sector vaccine mandates for all employees, not just, say, city workers uh, or healthcare workers or something that might arguably make sense on some level. The city of New York placed vaccine mandates on all private employers, including uh, the Brooklyn Nets, including the New York Knicks, uh, Mets and the Yankees and everything that put people like Irving at a competitive disadvantage because he couldn't actually play uh, in the Barclays Center against other teams, whereas they could have unvaccinated players who could play without any any sort of problem whatsoever. Obviously, this made no sense. I'm glad the mayor withdrew this mandate because it was silly from the get-go. But as you correctly pointed out, the right answer is to eliminate the mandate overall or have to never have put it on in the first place. Yeah, Joe, I appreciate you coming on. This is Clay, and obviously I come from a sports background, so the absurdity of this, by the way, Kyrie Irving could go watch Duke and Virginia Tech play at the Barclays Center. He could go watch the Knicks and the Nets play. He could sit on the front row as a fan, have a beer, not wear a mask, hang out, but he wasn't able to play in the games. It made no sense. It needed to be rectified, but as you rightly point out, there are a lot of firemen, there are a lot of police officers out there, many of whom are listening to us right now in the New York City area, who are saying, wait a minute, 
Why should the Mets, the Yankees, and star basketball players get a different vaccine mandate requirement than the rest of the public? Is this uh, this difference in treatment, in your opinion, uh, Joe, going to continue to fester and grow? As many people say, why should the rich and famous have a different standard applied to them than the regular working guy and girl out there? Clay, uh, I have spoken to progressive colleagues of mine who have been COVID crazy from the get-go, and this is actually the straw that broke the camel's back, where they can't understand why we have two classes of people. Like you pointed out, we fired 1,400 people, our teachers, our firefighters, our EMT, the the guy who cuts the grass in the parks, for goodness sakes, uh, and we're allowing this system to exist where fancy people don't have to do it. What about the ushers in the same arena? What about the ticket punchers? What about the hot dog vendors? What about all the regular people that rely on their job in the Barclays Center who aren't fortunate enough to be NBA players? I mean, this is really, really a a system uh, of discrimination between people based on their income and their elitism and their status. It's unfair. The mayor should just cut it and uh, eliminate it for all people and rehire our, our employees immediately and even maybe give them some back pay. We're speaking to our friend Joe Borelli, city councilman from Staten Island here in NYC. And uh, Joe, you know, you as somebody who works in and knows New York politics like the back of your hand, I mean, you get to see, you know, the inside of the Politburo, shall we say? I mean, you're familiar with the feelings, the sentiments of some very far left legislators, elected officials, et cetera, uh, in the in New York and in the tri-state area. And I'm just wondering do, did any of them, because you know, you're saying that they finally, this broke the camel's back, so to speak, that there are clearly, if you're Kyrie Irving and you're really important because the Nets apparently may or may not get into the playoffs, Clay, I'm seeing, and so they, you know, he's got to win some got to win some games. If you're really important, you make a lot of money, you have a different set of rules. Fine. But Kyrie Irving was able to sit in the stands recently at the Barclays Center for, I believe it was a Nets-Knicks game, but he wasn't able to play, and other teams, players who were unvaccinated, were allowed to be on that floor playing. Do any of the like libs in this in the city council or or state legislature anywhere that you know do they think that was normal or made any sense? I mean, that had to be crazy too, right? No, I mean, if you're looking for logic in the vaccine policy as it was administered to professional athletes. Uh, you, you will never find it. You'll never find it on the on, on, on conservatives, from from liberals, from anyone or even anyone knowledgeable on public health policy. There was never a, a, a rationale to do this that actually protected people. But look, it goes even deeper than that. Uh, why progressives are starting to, 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 to come back around on this. It goes deeper because upper middle class people or rich people who work even in finance, uh, in insurance, on Wall Street, things like that. Those people, if their companies were happy with them, if they were earning money for their for their stock desk, their trading desk, the companies weren't firing them. They were letting them work from home. It's only the poor people. It's the guy selling hot dogs in Manhattan. It's the guy at the at Taco Bell in Midtown. Uh, it's the person who's a doorman. It's the person who's a maid in a hotel. Those are the people that could not just work from home, even if their company was happy for them. And those are the people that are leading us, New York City, to have an unemployment rate that is double the national average. COVID hit everyone. The recovery has not hit everyone. And it's only, not coincidentally, in places like this where we have an extreme private sector vaccine mandate uh, where we still see uh, the lack of a return of private sector employment. 
Joe, do you buy in that the reason why the mayor changed this? Because he kept saying, I'm not going to change the rule for Kyrie. I'm not going to change the rule for Kyrie. We don't know exactly which uh, Yankees and Mets players were involved, but there's a lot of rumors that many of them were superstars. Is because the mayor had uh, received a lot of political contributions, uh, allegedly from some of the ownership group of the Yankees and the Mets, and that given the fact that baseball is played outdoors, he wasn't willing to suffer the slings and arrows of the response over this. Break down why suddenly, after arguing for several weeks since he took over, I'm not going to change the rule for Kyrie. I'm not going to change the rule for Kyrie. It's awful amazing that he suddenly changed the rule just in time for Major League Baseball season to start. I, I think it's more about no longer passing the sniff test than, than any sort of uh, corruption or anything like that. Because in truth, if you think about who supports uh, New York City mayoral candidates, it's actually the municipal labor unions more than anyone else who was bankrolling people like Eric Adams. And those are people that actually faced firing, and some of their members did get fired. So I think it's more about his public perception of, of looking silly. Uh, it's more about uh, you know having a, the, the continuous reason for the Yankees losing and the Mets losing because Eric Adams wouldn't let so and so. And that would have been an right. unbelievable story, by the way, if the if we had seen all those players exactly. not able to play in New York and the re- outrage that would have ensued. It, would, it sounds like they would have practically had to call some fans in and be like, "Hey, who's going to be a third base?" And <laughs> I don't even know how. I honestly don't even know how it would have worked roster wise, depending on how many guys weren't eligible to play. Joe, are you a Yankee or a Mets fan? Which one? I, I thought you were going to ask me to play third base. My gut. No, I'm, I'm a Yankee fan. Uh, but, but look, I'm more of a Ranger fan than anything else. And, and, and some of the leagues were able to adapt, as you pointed out. But I think when you're talking about a, a depth chart that would have included some major, major big money players, yeah. nobody wanted to bear the embarrassment of being the reason why the Mets happened to stink this year or the Yankees happened to stink this year. Wait, by the way, Joe, we're speaking to Joe Borelli of the New York City Council. So is there already discussion about getting rid of the, you know, it's hard to keep up. I live here and I've been subjected to it. You know, Clay gets to live in freedom and happiness in Tennessee. I have to deal with the madness in New York, uh, as you do. Uh, Are they going to get rid of the, you know, the, the lingering private sector vaccine mandate rules? Like, where does that stand? Well, as soon as I get off the phone with you, I'm going to leave my office in City Hall, go across the rotunda to the council chamber, uh, and give a speech and ask for support from council members who have told me privately, and I'll call them out if they don't speak publicly, but have told me privately that enough is enough. This is over. The pandemic is over. It has passed us. We should be. Way. New York shouldn't be celebrating any of its mandates because when you look at the data from this city and this state compared to other places, we actually were not a leader on COVID. We did worse than most places who had minimal uh, and in some cases extremely minimal mandates in place. So we shouldn't be really celebrating our success. We should be celebrating the fact that we're over it uh, and we'll see how it goes. We'll, we'll see what they say. Joe, I want to ask you about the 1,400 people you said who lost their jobs, who were uh, for not for refusing to get this COVID shot. You said you'd like to see them rehired and, and maybe even get some back pay. I agree with you 100%. What sort of recourse do those employees have, the men and women who aren't making a lot of money? They're not Kyrie Irving. They're not Yankees and Mets superstars. Uh, but they were willing to stand for the courage of their convictions and not be forced to get this COVID shot. What sort of recourse do they have now? Look, unfortunately, the rules get more complicated when you're talking about the employer, in this case the city, and, and, and yep. de facto the mayor, 
uh, making rules for their own employees. There's a lot more leeway for employers to do that to their own people. Um, but when, when, when it becomes a mandate and it becomes arbitrary and capricious, which now there's no rationale to say it wasn't both of those things, they do have recourse. We lost some lawsuits, uh, you know, fighting for these workers for a number of reasons. Um, uh, in some cases, because the, the unions themselves conceded at the negotiating point. In other cases, because, uh, you know, simply the mayor had the power to do that. Now, with this Kyrie Irving, I'm not sure if they fully thought out the legal ramifications that would come if these people are not reinstated. Joe, before we let you go, uh, Clay made me fill out my first bracket this year. He, he shamed me into bracketology. Can you believe, by the way, Joe, that he's never filled out an NCAA tournament bracket in his life? You wouldn't have done well on Staten Island, Buck. This is, this is uh, you know... There's a big underground bracket uh, mob going on right now uh, in the, in the fifth Well, world. well, so far I got to say, my beloved Villanova Cougars are looking no, great. No, no, no. You like Cougars, but they're the Wildcats. Well, well, yeah, Cougars. <laughs> hey, those are nice too. Wrong but cats, the Wildcats. Wild I mean, I don't, I, don't think, I don't think that was a Freudian slip, by the way. I love the Wildcats, <laughs> the Villanova Wildcats. Joe, who do you have to win the whole thing? I, by the way, I, I am so caught up in the St. Peter's fervor because I know, they it's have impressive. been a small college right next to Staten Island. You know, a lot of my friends have gone there over the years, so I can't see much beyond them, uh, and I'm pulling for them 100%, so people listening probably are supporting them as well. So all I'm going to say is go St. Peter's. Our man Joe Borelli, go check him out. Follow him on Twitter. He does great stuff. He's one of the few sane voices in politics here in New York City, out on Staten Island which uh, has some great Italian restaurants, by the way. Joe actually took me to one. We had a good time. Oh, no, actually, I took him because I lost a bet. I lost a bet. This is true. Yeah, that's right. That happened. Joe, thanks so much, man. Thank you, guys. Looking forward to cashing our bet, too, Buck. I mean, Clay, I've been just, doing my research on great, fantastic steakhouses in New York City. I just want you, I just, you know, want you to get ready for when I order the Chateau Lafitte and the waiter says, <laughs> I don't are even you, know what are that you, is. Are you sure? I'm going to say, well, Clay's paying, so, you know, of course I'm sure. No problem. Look, guys, it's spring. Lose the long underwear and the winter clothing. Give yourself and your wardrobe the upgrade you need, courtesy of Tommy John. Without question, Tommy John makes the most comfortable, well-designed underwear and loungewear for guys and women, too. Once you wear Tommy John, you'll know what we mean and why we make such a big deal about this gear. When you're wearing Tommy John, you're that much more comfortable, so you can do everything better. With dozens of comfort innovations, once you've tried Tommy John underwear, you're never going back. This brand manufactures a fabric that stretches to fit your body well, but still has a wicking element that keeps your body cool. Every item is designed for comfort and wears well, wash after wash. Once you own it, this is the underwear and loungewear you're going to be wearing day in and day out. Everything else is going to go to the back of the pile or the drawer. I'm telling you, I wear Tommy John every day. I absolutely love this gear. With over 17 million pairs sold, men across America love their Tommy John underwear. And every pair is backed by Tommy John's best pair you'll ever wear or it's free guarantee. Get 20% off your first order right now at TommyJohn.com slash buck. Go to TommyJohn.com slash buck today for 20% off. See site for details. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. 
Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2 of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my this idea of what do, is that? Is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know. Okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Our thanks to Joe Borelli. He was fantastic. And I got to just say, I want to build on some of the conversation we were having surrounding suddenly New York City Mayor Eric Adams lifting the mandate for athletes, people of a high skill level, who are unvaccinated that live in the New York City area so the Mets and the Yankees effectively can play. It's the right decision. It's not the right decision going far enough. Because what this, to me, epitomizes is we have seen two different Americas in terms of COVID. Because if you were wealthy and you were able to work from home, your life may even have gotten better. I saw Buck the other day, New York City... 35% of uh, office buildings are filled right now. 35%. So if you were making a good living and you lived out in Long Island or you lived in Westchester or you lived in Jersey or Connecticut and you were spending significant amount of time to travel into New York City to your office and suddenly you don't have to do that anymore and you can work from home, COVID actually made your life better. You have way more free time. You have probably the same paycheck. You might have even been able to leave the New York area, suddenly realize you can work from Florida just as well, or Texas, or Tennessee, or you know one of these states with no state income tax, and suddenly your life has gotten wildly better. But if you're one of these 1,400 workers who had the courage of their convictions, whether it's a school teacher, whether it's a police officer, whether it's a healthcare worker, whoever you were, and you got fired, because you wouldn't submit and get this shot. 
You deserve your job back. You deserve back pay. And this is what I'm talking about, Buck, and you and I have been hammering this. The midterms have to be a referendum on COVID failures across this country. We may not get apologies officially, but as close to an apology as you could get is these otherwise very skilled workers who lost their jobs. Hey, you get the opportunity to come back and get this job. And I will build on this too because we're talking about the mask mandate on airlines. As long as you were not violent, if you got kicked off an airplane because you were arguing with the flight attendant over whether your mask was appropriate and you got banned from an airline, they need to rescind all of that too because you were right. There was no reason you ever had to wear that mask in the first place. I believe, and this is quite public, our our friend uh, Rob O'Neill, who was the Navy SEAL who got justice for the world by uh, taking out bin Laden, I believe that he uh, was banned from one of the airlines for just for non-mask. This is early on for non-mask compliance. He's owed an apology. Yes. He's owed an apology. And beyond that, by the way, the people who lost their jobs in the military for the yes. vaccine refusal, they also deserve back. an apology, reinstatement, and back pay. Because the premise for the vaccines was not, it'll make you slightly less at risk of hospitalization or by the way if you're in your 30 20s 30s 40s it's statistically insignificant difference in risk but if you if you go to what's actually happened they had those policies to protect people from the spread so to speak that was wrong we all know that was wrong the people that didn't want to get the shot and were be- and that was being forced on them should have their jobs reinstated, their pay reinstated, back pay, especially in military, first responders, everybody, nurses, doc. Think of the people that were fired over this. Yeah. Buck, this stat also blew me away, and I wanted to make sure we got it on the show. We talked about alcohol deaths surging. Did you know that in 2020, if you were under the age of 65, you were more likely to die from alcohol than you were from COVID? Let me repeat that. In 2020, if you were under the age of 65, you were more likely to die from alcohol-related issues than you were from COVID. Anybody ever hear that? I bet you didn't. Uh, Listen, I got to tell you, you dealing with pain, a lot of people are, and that's why you need to try out my friends at Relief Factor. You got a 7 in 10 chance to help eliminate your pain by signing up for Relief Factor. Hundreds of thousands of people have signed up and ordered the three-week quick start for only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF. 15 years, all natural, $19.95, three-week quick start developed for you. Go to relieffactor.com. You can call also call 800-4-RELIEF. Again, think about this for a minute. 70% of people who sign up feel better almost immediately. Relief Factor. Feel the difference. Welcome back into the Clay and Buck show. The President Biden just finished a press conference. He's over in Europe. He's trying to bolster our NATO unity and tell us about all the things that he's doing to help bring the conflict in Ukraine to a conclusion. And, you know, we had Bridge Colby on. If you missed it, by the way, Bridge is a super smart guy. I've actually known him since back in I knew him back in D.C., um, when I was working for the CIA, we used to, uh, you know, hang out sometimes. Uh, so I've known Bridge for, gosh, Clay, it's crazy to do this math now, almost almost 20 years. <laughs> yeah, he was great. You know what I mean? Yeah, but you start to go in your head, you're like, I have friends now. I mean, I went to a friend's wedding this past fall, 
and we did the math. I've known him for uh, 34 years at this point, yeah. since we're six years old. So I did it. I did the math on this buck because uh, when you start law school, they take your picture in front of the uh, in front of. The oh, law I school. want the Clay Law School picture, yeah. and I want oh, it up yeah. on ClayandBuck.com. No, I want to whole, see the mullet, yeah. Travis. Uh, the whole class gets their picture taken on the law school front steps, and we had our 20th anniversary of that photo being taken. And that was kind of a, you know, it's been a full generation since we grad, since we started law school. But everybody, I, I was, I couldn't stop thinking if you subtract the 20 years, I was two years old, right? So as much time has passed as two to 22, now 22 to 42. And I couldn't stop thinking in my head because when you're 22, you feel like you're so grown up and you're so old. Uh, and yet, 22 to 42 seems like it's passed in the snap of a finger compared to 2 to 22, which seemed like it lasted forever. Do we do we have to reach out to Mrs. Travis to go into the family archives here? For Mrs. This Travis photo, is also in the photo, right? Because that's where we met first right. year law school class. So, whatever, so she clearly has access. So we got to put this up at clayandbuck.com. We got to find I, this, this. These are not as embarrassing as my high school photos. By the time I was 22, you've seen my high school photos, right? No, we got to put oh, some of this oh, stuff up. Oh. I was in desperate need. I, I have a college graduation photo, and I feel like I hadn't gotten a haircut in six months, and things are pretty, pretty wild up top. But uh, yeah, we we could do. We should do some Clay and Buck photos up at the site. Uh, Clay and Buck photos at clayandbuck.com. dot um, and, and but anyway, I was, I was talking about Bridge just because if you missed that interview in the by the way Puka shell necklace in the law school photo, I may have had a shell necklace in the photo. <laughs> I definitely had a shell necklace phase. I'm not sure if the shell necklace phase was still ongoing. Hey man, you out there the shell remember. necklace. This is some Dave Matthews. Hey, you know, go 90, play a little hacky 90, sack in the 95, quad. 95 to about 2003, there was a lot of shell neck, a lot of khaki, yeah. a lot of khaki, and a lot of shell necklace. Cargo shorts, hacky sack. I remember it all, man. Soundgarden. I'm rocking out right now in my head. All right. Anyway, if you missed the first hour, now getting back into real analysis and news. In the first hour, if you uh, missed it uh, with Bridge, also we talked to Senator Marsha Blackburn on the show. We, you know, Joe Borelli just now. The podcast, the Clay and Buck podcast. Please subscribe, check it out. Biden just iHeart app, by the way. It's free. It's a great app. You can listen to music on it as well as listening to our podcast. So that's the place to go. Uh, Biden uh, just gave a press conference. There were some things he said, you know, that's not surprising at all. But he was asked a question by a German journalist. You know, at this point in time, can we not have, you know, Biden could say, I'm here to talk about NATO. I'm not here to take any cheap shots at Trump or Republicans. But no, Grandpa Biden had other thoughts. Imagine if we sat and watched the uh, the doors of the Bundestag broken down and police officers killed and hundreds of people storming in. Or imagine if we saw that happening in the British Parliament or whatever. How would we feel? One of the things that I take some solace from is I don't think you'll find any European leader who uh, thinks that I am not up to the job. And I mean that sincerely. It's not like, whoa, it's that's that. The point is that when the first G7 meeting I attended, like the one I did today, was in Great Britain. And I sat down and I said, America's back. And one of the one of my counterparts, colleagues, as head of state, said, "For how long? For how long?" And so I don't blame, I don't, I don't criticize anybody for asking that question. But uh, uh, the next election, I'd be very fortunate if I had that same man running against me. Little cheap shot against Trump at the end there, bringing up the insurrection. Joe Biden, not a not a competent guy and not a nice guy, Clay. Also, I mean, yeah, taking a shot, but. 
that's another indication because we're talking a lot about whether Trump's going to run. That's a big debate. That's a big topic of discussion. Nobody's really talking after the midterms early in 2023. Joe Biden is going to have to make a determination about whether or not he's going to run. And remember, he would be 82 years old. I find it crazy to believe that he's going to run. But that statement that he just made there while taking a shot at Trump is suggestive that he wants another rematch against Donald Trump and that he's planning on running at the age of 82. And remember, Buck, he's going to have to have made this decision by this time next year. You know, he can't I don't think he can hold off uh, everybody in the Democratic Party who otherwise would be chomping at the bit because they want to go ahead and announce their candidacy. So I, I still think that their move will be and, you know, we this is going to be an ongoing conversation. We're going to be talking about this in a year and, you know, for many months in between. I, I, I think that the the plan will be to have Biden run again and then have and then have him step down. Uh, because he'll be in his early 80s and it'll be obvious to everybody that this is really this is elder abuse on a unthinkable political scale. And it's such a fascinating question, Buck. I don't think that he can physically campaign, right? They got lucky with COVID being able to put him in a basement and not have to put him on a plane and travel him all over the country. How is he going to be able to run a presidential election? You know, the, the amount of uh, tr- you know this. You travel like we're relatively young, and when you're going hopping on a plane and flying from one side of the country to the other, and you're performing, and there's all these events, it weighs on younger people. How in the world is 82 year old Joe Biden going to be crisscrossing the country making an argument for his reelection? I I just I don't know that he's physically capable of being able to do that. I also think it's interesting that he's sitting in front of our European allies. And he's supposed to be talking about NATO. And he did talk about a lot of NATO stuff, obviously. But, you know, if he were if he were the serious statesman that he's been pretending to be his entire adult life, he would say now's not now's not the time to get into, oh, the insurrection. Right. Mostly mostly, you know, middle aged folks who were trespassing and taking selfies. There were some people who got violent and they've been held in solitary confinement. They've been treated worse than some Al Qaeda detainees. Yeah. So. You know, for, for the and some of the people that have been treated that way weren't even violent, but that's all. That's a, another conversation which we will continue to have here, by the way. But you know, this is this is just going to show you, I think, Clay. They're going to have to force people to talk about the insurrection. They're going to have to bring these things up and go back to the old well of talking points about Trump is Putin's puppet, which I think is going to be a much tougher sell More difficult now yeah. than it was before. But what else have they got, man? I mean, this is what we keep coming back to. What are they going to point to? All the polling shows Americans saying, I'm worse off. They, they every, All these decisions seem arbitrary, and many of them seem counterproductive from the Biden regime. It's time for a change. Change, in this case, not good for the Democrats. I'd also point out something significant you said there, which is there was a long precedent of not attacking domestic political adversaries while you're overseas because it makes you look small. If you're trying to look like the leader of the freest country in the world, then going after an adversary who is in domestic politics like Biden did during that discussion doesn't in any way embolden allies to believe that you are strong. I mean, Biden is a weak man physically, I think mentally, I think intellectually, uh, politically, all of those things are true. And. Having him overseas 
just magnifies that weakness. Even the way he walks, Buck. The, the way he, he looks walks. like a feeble old man, Clay. Let's yes. be honest. He looks to the world, and he's the president, folks. This stuff matters. It looks like we have a feeble old man, you know, running the country, and that's not good, especially in the middle of a war. People would point that it was there was a time when it was different. You didn't have TV cameras. You you know the these optics didn't make a difference. I mean, even when Biden's up there giving a speech. You just look at this. You're like, at what point is he going to say, "Where's the applesauce? I want to feed the ducks with some with some breadcrumbs." And and his eyes, man, and just it looks like there's nobody home. You know how you can tell if you're talking to somebody whether their eyes are physically fought, like just whether there's a vitality behind, you know, the the, the eyes. Um, it doesn't look like there's anything there. It's probably an analogy hasn't been made very often. I got to meet Britney Spears. Really? Uh, uh, yeah, I was a huge back, like, Join the club. 1996, 1997, I guess. I was a huge Britney Spears fan. Monster Britney Spears fan. I went and got to meet her. She, you know, she was doing her show out in Vegas. Looking at the eyes, it was so clear that she was insanely drugged up, right? Like really? She, I mean, just like there was no... There was no ability to... The eyes were just out, man. And I look at Biden... And when I see his eyes, it just looks like he's not there, right? Like you can tell if somebody's not there. Um, it was, uh, I was disappointed. I mean, it was nice to be able to meet Britney Spears. Uh, would have liked to have met her in 98, uh, as opposed to 99 or 2001 or whatever it was. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, concert was pretty good, at least. Yeah. By the way, hey, right. you know, Britney, Britney, he's great. I was one of the few straight men in that concert that night without a without a without a woman. I was with another straight man. There's not a lot of us. Uh, Car Shield offers protection plans for the vehicle you own. This might be the best way to protect yourself from unexpected visits and expenses to your mechanic or car repair facility. Who anticipates that? How awful is it, by the way, to get an unexpected bill on your car, especially now when you're talking about 10 percent interest rates? Uh, 10% inflation rates, uh, all sorts of issues financially with so many different people. And then, boom, you get hit with an unexpected car bill. That is really frustrating. That's what CarShield can help to take care of for you. When you need a repair, you choose the mechanic. CarShield's administration handles the rest. They've helped millions of drivers. That's why they're America's number one car protection company. So how do you sign up and help protect yourself Go to carshield.com slash Clay and Buck, that's C-L-A-Y-B-U-C-K, or call 800-391-8888 to save 10% on your plan and lock in your pricing forever. That's carshield.com slash Clay and Buck, or 800-391-8888 to save 10%. A deductible may apply. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. 
Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, from this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome back in. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show, closing out the Thursday edition of the program. Hope you guys have enjoyed it. We certainly have. Want to make sure you subscribe to the podcast. You can go check out so many different of our conversations today, including guest Bridge Colby on the situation on the ground in Ukraine, Marsha Blackburn on the Katanji Brown-Jackson hearing, and her super viral question to uh, asking KBJ to define what a woman is. Joe Borelli, Staten Island, New York City Councilman, uh, discussing the decision to allow all of the athletes suddenly, even if they're unvaccinated, to be able to play and so what is pretty crazy here is I wanted to finish with a positive story. We got a huge crowd down in Texas. Uh, we appreciate all of you listening in uh, the great state of Texas. And a tornado, viral moment, Buck, a tornado came through and caught a red pickup truck. If you haven't seen this video, it's pretty incredible. Uh, in Austin, Texas area, this uh, this kid's driving a red Chevy pickup truck. The tornado picks up the truck, spins it around, flips it. The kid is spinning around inside uh, in the car, and then the tornado flips it back on its wheels, and the kid just keeps driving. So if you haven't seen this video, it's unbelievable. I say the kid because until now, we didn't know who was driving the red pickup truck in the middle of this viral story. Well, they have tracked him down. Fox 7 News in Austin, Texas. It is a 16-year-old high school junior named Riley Leon. He was coming back in an ultimate Texas story from an interview to get a job at Whataburger. 
Uh, and you need to hear this kid. If this isn't the front piece of the Chevy marketing campaign going forward, like a rock indeed, listen to this. Seeing the videos, I'm like, that that's me and that, and I could have probably not been here, but thank God I am. That's me inside of the truck, spinning around, that I survived that. Everybody thinks I'm an adult, but in reality, I'm a, I'm a minor. I'm a 16-year-old that still goes to school. Right when I was going to take the U-turn, that's when the tornado got me and they left up my truck. My truck uh, is gone, thrown like a paper around. I don't want this to happen to nobody. I wouldn't recommend it at all. And the number one thing I learned was if there's going to be bad weather, stay home, no matter no matter what, how important the thing is. First of all, I mean, I'm just glad, glad the kid's okay. It is very self-effacing, you know, very, very... Uh... Seems like a really good guy. I just love, though, I wouldn't recommend it to anybody. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't <laughs> no, recommend dude, the tornado sure you picking not. up your truck, spinning you around on your yeah. hood. Here's the other thing, Buck. If that video isn't out, what are the odds that his buddies ever believe him, right? Because if you you were in high school and your buddy came in and was like, hey, man, that tornado was pretty crazy, and one of them said, yeah, you know, I got caught in that, and the truck... My truck got picked up, flipped over, spun around on its hood. Then I got flipped back on the other side, and I just kept driving home. No one, no one would believe it. Everybody's you. like, and sure, the, whatever. The actual video of it, and do we have it up at clayandbuck.com? Because we will if we don't. Um, the actual video, of, it is up? Okay, great. We will shortly, so you can go to clayandbuck.com for the video, because what I'm going to tell you is it looks like what they had to use CGI to create yes. in the movie Twister. That's, That's what right. You look at it, you're like, oh, where's... R.I.P. Bill Paxton. You know, like, where's the, the cast of Twitter? Because that's yeah. how, I mean, it's as, it's as real as it gets, man. I mean, it, it's crazy. But did, was he, was he kind of driving a little bit? It looked to me like he wasn't going that fast. Maybe he was wondering, like, which direction to go in? Because he wasn't flooring it, right? No, I mean, I, I think he was, I mean, again, according to the kid, he was doing an, an interview at Whataburger. Which, by the way, I mean, if Whataburger doesn't hire this kid, they should hot, they should fire whoever the manager of that Whataburger is for just being an imbecile, right? He should get Whataburger for life after that, frankly. Um, yeah, that's and, dedication. Yeah, I think that what what happened was, and if you've ever been out in weather, especially if you're a young kid, but anybody who's out in weather, and I live in Nashville, so we have tornadoes every now and then. You trying to figure out what direction the tornado is coming from can be super difficult especially cuz it's such a weird environment when the uh when the, the, the I think it's the barometric pressure is dropping like that it's I have stood and watched massive tornado funnel clouds before and it is I think one of the most jaw-dropping scary moments that's out there and so I think the kid was just found himself in the middle of it, didn't know where to go, wasn't just, driving very fast. Next thing you know, he's upside down, spinning around. Conceptually, I know this is what he said. Conceptually, do you think a tornado, hurricane, tidal wave, or earthquake sounds like the scariest? Because to me, I feel like a tornado is the, like, it sounds like it's the most terrifying. I've been in three of the four. I haven't ever been in a tidal wave. I've been in fairly decent-sized earthquakes at the top of buildings in California when they've been going down in San Diego and in L.A. When the big one hit L.A. or one of the big ones the last couple of years, I was in the top floor of a, 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 of a, of a uh, hotel. That was scary. Tornado is the scariest. I've been in a hurricane. I'm, I'm not. Uh, I'm not. Yeah. I don't work for the Weather Channel, if, but I've been in three of those four tornadoes. Is scary. And there was, of course, when you got struck by lightning, when you met Mrs. Travis Clay for the first time. <laughs> wow! I need to pull that. Hopefully, she's listening. It's not even our anniversary. 
Use that one later. You've been yeah, put that well, one in the bag. We talked about the picture that uh, met twenty years ago, basically, um, as we were talking about earlier, because we had the photo that uh, that that came out from the first year of law school. Awesome show. Make sure that you go subscribe to the podcast. Give us five stars. We will bring you our best on Friday. Roll you into the weekend. Voices for sanity in an insane world. We need more of them every day. The army keeps growing. It's been an awesome time. Keep hanging with us on Clay and Buck. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I wanna confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.